We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, welcome to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. You know me, and I think you know this guy over here, too. This is Ryan Harris, a former Notre Dame offense and former Notre Dame star offensive lineman, a 10-year NFL veteran, a Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos, uh, also played with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Houston Texans. And, of course, everybody that's listening to this show, unless they're Bronco fans like me, they're going to remember you as the last true freshman to start at left tackle for Notre Dame. And the reason we're having Ryan on today is because for the first time since 2003, when Ryan was able to accomplish that at Notre Dame, Notre Dame is going to have a starting freshman left tackle this season in Blake Fisher. And the reason that Ryan is on, because number one, he's had a chance to see Blake Fisher up close and personal. Number two, I think you can offer a unique perspective on what this is going to be like for Blake and and the transition that he has to make, Ryan. So thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Hey, great to be with you, Brian. You know I love talking to you, man, especially <laughs> about football. So I'm uh, happy to be here. Well, let's dive right in, Ryan, and uh, let's talk about Blake Fisher. Obviously, uh, highly ranked recruit, was a rival's five-star recruit. Others didn't have him in the top 100 for some crazy reason, but uh, a guy that came in early and made an immediate impact. He was working with the first-team offensive line within about a week here, and it wasn't <laughs> because of they didn't have anybody else, Ryan. It was other reasons. When you had a chance to kind of sit down and watch Blake Fisher this spring and just see him up close in person, see him in the blue gold game, what were the things that, that first and foremost stood out to you? Well, First and foremost, got to remember, this is a young freshman, right? I mean, mm -hmm. even when I came to Notre Dame, I came in the summer before uh, my freshman season. He came in in the spring. And to be playing this well already and, and making the waves that he made in the spring, I mean, Kurt Heinisch, one of the first things he said was, you know, we've got some great young linemen that are here. Um, and, and to be honest, you, you start wondering about, how do you replace, you know, some of the people that have left and, and moved on? I mean, Liam Eikenberg's been a staple of O-line U for the last, you know, four seasons. And how do you move on and and who's going to fill those spots? So I just was so amazed by how talented Blake Fisher is, 
um, at a young age, the fact that he came early and that he seemingly did not let, uh, you know, the fact that he's playing at the number one college football university, not just in God's eyes, but in America's eyes, you know, <laughs> and he just played well. But I think the one thing people are overlooking, too, is, you know, Blake Fisher, you know, Quinn Carroll growing up and, and getting healthy. I mean, this adds versatility because Jarrett Patterson is was going to have to and still might play a couple positions. But now you have the option to keep what I believe was the best center in college football last year at his position, if, if that's what's best, and continue to give versatility to other players, opportunity to other players. But Jarrett Patterson is going to be that leader, and he's going to have a lot of fun playing with Blake Fisher. Now, one of the things that Blake has as an advantage over what the last left tackle to start at Notre Dame had is he's got a lot of he, – he's already – I mean, size-wise, he can throw around a lot more weight than what we've seen. I mean, he's a kid that checks in at 6'6", 330. How does having that – and it's and it's good 330. It's not, it's not like – you, you need to take a year to, to completely reshape his body. I mean, there's always some, there's some baby fat from all freshmen you need to work off of, but he's a well-put-together kid. How does having that kind of size this early help him make a little bit of a faster transition, Ryan? Well, one thing that no player is going to admit to you that every one of us knows is that size is intimidating, mm -hmm. right? And I can tell you from going against guys in the NFL, there are some guys when you go up and you see, oh, this is going to be my day of work, you have to you have to get your mind right, as they say, right? You have to figure it out. I'll never forget being across from Julius Peppers, and you know he's bending over at the shoulders, and he's still taller than me. You know, with a black visor, I can't see where his eyes are. His muscles are just bulging and glistening and breathing and taunting me. You know, and that's what Blake Fisher does. And a lot of people will say, "Hey, what's you know what's six six over six five? What's three thirty over three fifteen? I'm here to tell you, anything over three fifteen is substantially noticeable. And you mentioned it, Brian. I mean, all of us have a little baby fat we're trying to get rid of, right? We can call it COVID fat now. <laughs> Blake Fisher clocked in at 21 miles per hour in a workout mm -hmm. yesterday that I saw. I mean, that is what they call in the NFL hauling ass. Mm -hmm. So not only do you have size that's going to intimidate everyone in the ACC schedule, everyone at USC and anyone you play, but also he has the technique, Brian. I'm watching him play. He already has more bend than Liam Eichenberg had. He has more athleticism. He has a little bit of that urgency, and he has what I call the salty dog. And that's that's kind of – and Jarrett Patterson's got that. Robert Hainsey had that. You know, Quentin Nelson has that, where I'm not just going to beat you. I'm going to hurt you. And that's mm -hmm. a different mentality and one that's uh, that makes us O-line you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. You've kind of hit on three different very important, well, actually four different very important topics to, to an elite offensive lineman. Obviously size, but that's not a necessity. Robert Hainsey didn't have great size. Jared Patterson doesn't have great size. I you didn't, didn't have great size. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's obviously checks one box. The, the, you talked about the demeanor, the tenacity, the attitude. That's another mm-hmm. one. Check that. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that from, from Blake for years. The, the, the two that I think separate him early on, and the first one I want to talk about is what you often don't expect from a kid that's 6'6", 330, is the athletic ability. And it's not just being able to get out of your stance quickly and hit somebody. What surprised me, and I'm someone who had him as the number one ranked offensive recruit in that class, even me, I liked him a lot. What surprised me was his change of direction and how nimble he is for a 330-pounder is not something I expect to see from a 330-pounder, period, much less a true freshman, Ryan. Well, and he has patience. That was the one thing I was impressed with watching him in the spring game. And you can always see patience with a lineman where their hands are. A lot of times a lineman will get impatient and start pawing at you know open air. But Blake Fisher's patient, he's waiting, and then wham, he's putting those jumper cables on you, and then he's going to finish. Also, you know, the athleticism as it comes to offensive linemen, that means bending at the hips. And at the end of the day, that's a choice because Blake Fisher is already better than half the people he's going to play against in college. Now, can you do the little things right all the time that are going to make you a great pro? Mm-hmm. I'm working with a tackle right now uh, in one of the D1 schools in Colorado. He's a big kid, and he's and he's and we're working on bending, and it's a choice. And Blake Fisher already has made that choice. So he's he's willing to do the little things necessary to further the impact of his athleticism. And that, again, we're talking about a young, young man here who's making these decisions and putting it out on film and against teammates who have been doing this for years. Now let's talk a little bit about the I think the first question some people are going to have, maybe who haven't watched a lot of Blake Fisher, is, okay, 6'6", 330-pound freshman, yeah, he's going to be able to handle power play, right? Some size, but how's he going to handle the speed, the athleticism off the edge, Ryan? When you think about that and you project him to playing against, you know, you're going to have George Corloftis from Purdue and you're going to have some of these, you know, Florida State's going to have some athletes and things like that. How do you project him being able to handle that park? I, I, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm curious to have, see, hear you explain, you know, how's he going to be able to, to, to answer those questions that some people who maybe haven't seen him a lot are going to have more of them. By the time anyone gets around Blake Fisher, the ball should be gone. And if Jack Cohn, you know, isn't able to do that or whoever ends up starting, you know, uh, if they're not able to get the ball off in those four seconds, then, you know, you've got other issues. That's where the size does matter because Blake's 6'6", which means his reach is at least 6'6", if not longer. So you get to dictate and disrupt those linemen earlier. And I I anticipate, too – Blake will find a way to do what many of us tackles do, which is how can I get one hand on a player and then also stay in my technique? Because the second you touch a defensive lineman, they're like sharks. You put them on their back, they go catatonic. They don't like being touched, even though they're defensive players. Well, now you give them a quick bop with your inside hand, and then you settle, and they don't know what to do, and the ball's gone, right? So that's what that's what should happen, and the speed, you know, it, I smile when people say speed in college. I love it. Uh, but there's not you're not going to see speed in college like you do in the NFL. And mm-hmm. even then, it's all about your angle as a tackle and where you're at 
hey, I mean, you can, you know, Von Miller is very fast, but I had to be faster than him going backwards. And mm-hmm. that has everything to do with angles, patience, and knowing the down and distance. Now, you also, I think a big part of that too, Ryan, is patience. And you hit on that a little bit. Talk to talk to people and explain why it's important, especially for a young player, to have that kind of patience. And what, the because I actually think, that was something that Ronnie Stanley struggled a little bit with early in his first year as a starter back in 2013. I I don't think it was really until this season that Liam Eikenberg kind of got out of that where he was a little, sometimes a little, maybe he'd get his hands out maybe a little bit too early, get a little bit of a forward lean. Can you talk about why that's important and how that's also going to help him in pass protection on the edge? Well, just think about the people you know in real life, right? The most patient people are usually the most successful people. And patience doesn't mean a lack of urgency. Patience just means I have total belief. And when you come into my, when you cross that line, you're going to get taxed, right? But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do your job for you. And a lot of times in offensive line play, especially with younger players, when you punch earlier, your shoulders will come forward. You'll, you'll stop your feet, right? You won't have a strong outside hand. Well, you, when, when you have patience, you're in your technique. And one of the things patience does is it throws off defensive linemen too. Because like if you, for example, if you come over to my house, you know, Brian, and I open the door slowly, you're going to be like, what the hell is he doing? Well, that (laughs) thought process right Right. there, well, now I slam the door on your foot and you're screaming outside of my house. I'm laughing inside and then I open the door and let you in, right? That's, that happens on the football field too. Mm -hmm. Anytime you expect some, some quick urgency, it doesn't happen. Well, now I'm distracted. And oh, by the way, I'm I'm outside of my goals. So right. patience is, hey, I'm going to keep my hands and my technique tight, but I'm going to unleash it on you once you get there. And that's something that I love seeing from Blake Fisher as well. And, and so essentially what you're saying is his length plus size plus patience makes is going to make it hard to run around him. That patience and that punch that he has also makes it hard to to get a double move on it because what you're saying is like if I'm a defensive end and I'm going against you, first of all, you're going to win that matchup every time. But let's just <laughs> pretend for a second that I am good. If Von Miller is going against you and you've gone against Von Miller as a player and in practice, he wants to set you up. He wants to get you going somewhere. And then once you overreact to that, that's when that double move ha- happens. But if you're patient, then 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 there is no double move. It, it, he j- he's going to run right into you. And and that's kind of what we're getting at is. You have the size and the tools to handle the edge, but if you again trust yourself and your ability that you don't have to overreact to that, let it happen. And if he wants to go wide, you ride him all the way outside. He's not going to impact the play. But then at least, like you said, angles and all that's going to help him with those double moves. And you know that's going to be the interesting thing because I think that's where people are going to try to test Blake Fisher early. I think coaches are going to be smart enough to know, like you said. This kid's going to be too big and long to just run around. But let's take advantage of him being a freshman and try to set him up with double moves. But what you're saying is, from what you've seen, he's going to be able to handle those better than you think than you think a freshman is going to be because of that. Yeah, and his his big challenge is going to be, and you know, I'm sure you know Mike Elston's doing it in uh, getting ready to do it in training camp. But that it's going to be the et the te game because mm-hmm. when you got a tackle that's really good, especially in college. You're not getting around them. You can't go around it. You know, you can't go over it. And you can't do an inside move because of his patience. Well, now they're going to start to say, well, you know, can Blake Fisher pay attention on third down and expect a twist? And that's a tough thing. But let me tell you, you get the right guy to do that to you one time. You never miss a twist the rest of your life, right? Because now you got an ear hole and you're going sideways and you you thought you were playing the defensive end. So 
the good thing for Blake Fisher long term is that he's going to see a lot because teams are going to try and um, get him off his game by using line games, blitzing linebackers. You know, the Patriots would sometimes would blitz a linebacker. The only job was to drill me, you know, so that I wasn't blocking the defensive end and just to keep my eyes out for the rest of the game. Well, I got hip to that and, hey, I'm going to hit you and then I'm going to come back to defensive end and I'm not going to fall for it the rest of the game. So that's the game within the game. That's going to come quickly uh, for, for Blake Fisher in terms of the teams that are going to show that to him. And it's going to make a difference for him, but also prepare him for the NFL. I mean, that's why it's so amazing to go to to Notre Dame. I mean, half the guys I played in the NFL, I played in college because I played at Notre Dame. I played offensive line there. And, you know, not only do we make it to the NFL, the most in, in any school's history, but we stay and we win championships. And, and it's because of what Blake Fisher will encounter, not only the competition on the team, but how people are going to try and beat you throughout the season in the various different leagues you're going to play. One last question before we kind of turn this topic a little bit to a different part of, of the challenge of Blake Fisher this year. And the last one is you look at Notre Dame, you've got Isaiah Foskey, Jordan Patelho, Myron Tungvaloa, Mosa. There's some talented edge rushers. There's some talented defensive linemen, Jason Adamiola inside. Obviously, once you get into the season, you're not facing those guys every day in practice. You're, you're going against the scout team and things like that. But when you go through fall camp, Ryan, and you go through the spring practice, when when you're going against top competition in practice, how does that prepare you or does that prepare you to kind of see some of that stuff on Saturdays? Oh, yeah. It makes Saturday, it makes game day the easiest day. You know, when we were in Super Bowl 50, the first uh, week and a half of practice in training camp, I don't know if we got three first downs. And I think in the red zone, we were something awful, like two for 24. Well, then halfway through camp, you know, Gary Kubiak said, hey, Vaughn, you know, take this practice off. Demarcus, take this practice off. Akeem Tlaib, Chris Harris, take it off. We, we went like seven for eight in the red zone that day. We're, you know, eight for eight on conversions. It was like, oh, wow, we can actually play football. So it absolutely helps. And, and I'll tell you, you mentioned Myron Tungabailoa Mosa. I really cannot wait to see what Myron does this season. I think he's going to have a huge year. Has just been kind of uh, bounced because of injuries the last two years. Hasn't been able to find his groove, but that's a leader, that's a strong player, and that's somebody who's going to make everybody on the offensive and defensive line a lot better. And I think getting down 15, 20 pounds is going to help him stay healthier. I mean, Ryan, and you know this. I mean, there's a if you're not a natural 295 guy and you're constantly getting to 295, that's something that can have you it can be it can be hard for you to hold up over a period of time when you're not a natural big guy. And I think Myron being able to drop 15, 20 pounds is not only going to give him a little bit more burst, but I think it's going to help him hold up a little bit better because he's not playing with that extra 15 to 20 pounds that he had to have if, in order to play inside. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but that's one of the reasons I think Myron's going to be able to stay healthier and fresher this year. Well, and, and you know, that's what you got to be in the NFL. There are, I mean, there are some guys who are 300, 315 down low, but with the fast-paced offenses that are running, I mean, you know, 275, 285, those guys are playing. And for Myron Tungabailoa Mosa, it's going to make him more agile, quicker. And, you know, he's just got such violent hands. I've just been a huge fan of Myron Tungabailoa Mosa for a long time. And Jordan Botello, I think he's going to be huge uh, for the Irish. And Isaiah Foskey, too. I mean, what a year he had last year. You know, a couple block punts and for touchdowns. I think he's going to continue to grow into his frame. He really reminds me of a Justin Tuck. But those guys are going to be playing well. And like you mentioned, 
for for a lot of us, we, our life is better at 15 pounds, uh, you know, less weight. Uh, but Myron, <laughs> some of Myron's, us even more than that need it. Need it. Yeah. A little bit more than that, yeah. And what people miss is not. It's not like Myron stopped lifting during that, mm-hmm. so he's gotten 15 pounds leaner while getting yeah. stronger yeah. and now having more expertise. But also the urgency of, hey, my college career is wrapping up, and that's a wild, wild feeling to have, especially going in uh, to the season that Myron's going into. Let's let's shift gears and talk about a different aspect of this because I think playing as a freshman at Notre Dame presents a unique challenge beyond just being a freshman offensive lineman in Notre Dame. There's also the 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 aspect of you don't really get that warm-up year that a lot of colleges college freshmen get where you're basically taking all your entry level classes which are repeats of your senior year of high school. Uh he's going to have to step into a situation where you're playing Florida State Purdue and Wisconsin, like within your first month of the season. And, uh, you know, you're part of a new starting offensive line line and all those type of things. And you're a left tackle. There's going to be all this hype and pressure on him. And yet he still has to handle a a workload that's going to be unique for what most kids go through. Ryan, what what are some of the challenges like that? What are some of the things that that Blake has to deal with beyond just I got to get ready to go block George Karloftis or the guys at Wisconsin? Well, time management, number one. Number two, never learn your opponent's name. Forget that guy. He has a number. Wear that. Find where you're going to hit him. And, you know, doesn't matter who you're playing. You can kick their, you know, you can kick their tail, right? <laughs> so those are the kind of little things, you know, time management. You know, I, <laughs> my son asked me the other day when he was wrapping up school, he said, Dad, how much, how hard did you work in college? I said, you know what? I worked so hard, I'll never do it again. And his eyes were like, what? I mean, you know, you have a lift at seven, you have class at 830, you've got, you know, class ends at two, and then you've got practice from two to, you know, 330. I think they're practicing in the morning now. So you got class all the way until, you know, dinner, and then all of a sudden you got to study and you wake up and do it again. So he's going to have to just work on, and and all the freshmen, time management, showing up, you know, doing things that your parents didn't ask you to do because you need it to be done. I still remember it was like two weeks before I did my laundry when I was at Notre Dame, you know, I was making those underwear last brother, you know? (laughs) So you got to get used to those things, but you also need to know the fact that you belong. And that was one big thing for me. You know, I called uh, my longtime trainer, Ted, Ted Johnson. And uh, before even saying hello, he goes, did they take the red shirt off yet? I said, well, man, that's what I'm calling. What do you think? He's like, you're there to ball. Let's go. You know, none of the players that Blake Fisher or Jarrett Patterson are going to play this year, uh, you know, went to Notre Dame. So in that way, you know, my mentality was always they didn't get recruited to Notre Dame. doesn't matter if they're a senior at Wisconsin or a junior at Purdue. You know, they're not playing here at the best university in the world. So um, you got to develop your attitude. You got to develop time management. You got to recognize distractions. I mean, after my first start, and this is in 2003 when text messages, I think, still costed money. You know, I got over 97 text messages, you know, for the first game that I had started. People I hadn't heard from in years. But those people do not matter. What matters are your teammates. What matters is getting class done. And the good thing for Blake Fisher is he's been here for the spring semester. You know, it's a tremendous benefit for players to come in a little early. You get the spring semester to kind of see what life is like. Then you get a summer of classwork, too. And one of the things that I really liked towards the end of my career at Notre Dame was you know, taking the, I think it's the minimum you can take is 18 classes or 18 credit hours or something like that. 
instead of a full 22 or 24 forget the numbers but it's a, it's a little they they count them differently a little bit now but but yeah i mean you have to take minimum 12 but so, in, in a semester and then 24 over the course of a year yeah so to me to me you know Blake Fisher you can go ahead hey you got a semester of spring get it get two classes in summer not only are you graduating earlier but then you can take 12 12 credits in the fall you know you can take 12 credits and Go that route. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can add up and, and do 16 credits if you want in the spring. And then, oh, by the way, summer again. And heck, you can you can graduate two and a half, you know, three years. You've got that kind of schedule. So time management, recognizing distractions and knowing you belong. That's what matters. Last one on, on Blake for me, Ryan, is was there a moment when you were a freshman? Obviously, you go through practice and you're hitting the same faces and the same numbers every day. Was there a moment? during your freshman year where you kind of said, yeah, Hey, I can, I can, I can do this. Was it during practice? Was it, was it when you first kind of had to go against an opponent? Like when was that moment for you? When does that moment tend to happen for young guys who are playing early on? <laughs> it happened in practice about eight days into my first training camp. Kyle Budenzak was kicking my ass, man. I mean, I was getting beat down by him and Brian Bydash and, I mean, uh, you know, Justin Tuck, and I mean, these guys were just destroying me. And I, and I finally went back one night, and I and I was reading the Book of Five Rings, a great book that I, I read throughout my entire career in the NFL. And it just talked about having a singular focus and striking with the intent to destroy your enemy. And so the next day, we had half line practice. And, and Kyle Buttons, had he done anything that he had done the previous eight days, I'd have been falling on my face. But I, I, I dug deep. I went low. I found my contact, and I just struck anticipating contact, knocked him back. And to me, that was the beginning uh, of, oh, yeah, not only, not only does my past not indicate my future, but I can create it with my mindset, my attention to detail, and I can even beat this senior in this one drill. And so for me, beating Kyle Buttons, Zach, in one-on-one run drill in my eighth day of practice, uh, that was when I knew I belonged. I lied. I have one more question for you, Ryan. What is it like for a freshman? The first time for you, it was September 6th, 2003. The first time you run out of that tunnel in front of a full Notre Dame crowd, ready to go play your first Notre Dame football game. What is that moment like? I mean, you did all this work. You had 20 plus. It was almost like, what, 28 practices back then? It was like 28, 30 practices yeah. back then. Yeah. You know, you're 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 going through all these different things. What's that moment like when you first run out of the tunnel and you're and you've got at was it like seventy some thousand screaming people and all those types of things? What is that moment like? Well, first you realize how loud the band is, right? Like you you know you've been in <laughs> high school, right? By yeah, them, yeah, I mean it's like bam, you're just you're walking out and there's crowds, but that band is right there and and uh, the best band in the land, right? But I tell you what, it's just. It's this moment where you pass a threshold, and we've all had moments like that, and sometimes they're silent, and oftentimes in an NFL or a football career, they are very loud. And as soon as you clear that uh, that sewer hole that's got 17 slits in it for you to trip in, you start running out, and, and you can just feel like you're entering your dream. And that doesn't change the entire time you're at, at Notre Dame. You are making a commitment and when you cross that between that sewer top and the in the in the turf you are going into your dream you can feel it you can sense your family there the band is so loud you never heard a trombone so loud in your life they got tubas and flutes and oh by the way the most beautiful crowd you've ever seen in the most beautiful stadium so 
it's a moment, and it's a moment that, you know, even in the NFL couldn't be replicated. Uh, and it's a moment that I I enjoy watching as an announcer on, an, on Notre Dame radio to see those guys come out and pump their arms and get hyped because it's a moment unlike anything else in this world. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your insights on uh, on Blake Fisher and what he's going through. We'll look to have you back again, again sometime, and we'll uh, we'll talk some offensive line and some other some other topics here again, Brian. But thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it, Brian. Can't wait to see you in person this yes, year, sir. my man. Let's yes, do sir. it. Go Irish. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.